0: Life's so full on, I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Daniel Churney, a sports writer for The Age, joins us to review the weekend that was. Thanks so much for your time on this Father's Day, Daniel.
1: No, good to be with you, Damien.
0: Now, I noticed on your Twitter page, just to start off with a bit of levity, you praised the DJ at Metricon Stadium, and I've been of the same vein as a music buff as well. I think the variety of music coming out of there has been a highlight and a little bit different from the Melbourne venues, don't you think?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose uh, Metricon would generally get that little uh, Gold Coast Suns Nightclub fanfare vibe. the first couple yeah. of but ba- Well, they get well, like, the first couple of bars of, their, um, of the Suns' song when they, uh, when they kick a goal. That we generally hear, we've we've sort of become synonymous with um, Gold Coast games over the last decade, and uh, yeah, but um, they sort of they have let it fly for a lot of these neutral games um, with all all manner of uh, tunes. So um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's that sort of season. Um, So if we can uh, get get a little bit of, uh, as you said, a bit of levity, it's uh, it's appreciated.
0: Yeah, it's different from the norm, isn't it? I noticed also before we departed from Optus Stadium as a venue this season, Fremantle would always play Starlight from the Superman lovers after every single goal. I don't know what prompted that, but (laughs) it's a good song anyway. Now, what was the most disappointing aspect just in regards to the football of Essendon's performance from your perspective against the Cats because it was a dark day?
1: um, where do you start? Uh, (laughs) I mean, look, I think just 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 to turn it up that way, just to turn it up um, so badly in the first half. I mean, it was just, you know, the. I, I think it's it's more a cumulative thing with Essendon. I, I mean, it's less about today and more about just and just and just, you know, another wasted year. Um, you know, you get, you get to the end of John Worsfold's five-year tenure, and mm. they still haven't won a final. I mean, that's the, that's the crux of it. Um, and you, I think we're seeing, you know, a, a generation of players that are, you know. The best years, you know, the best years have been fritted away. Um, I mean, I know they've had injuries this year, but you know, Geelong were without Joel Selwood and Gary Ablett and Zach et etc. So it, it's just, you know, and Reece Stanley. It's just not not really an excuse anymore. Um, um, oh, yeah, sort of the, there were a, a lot of issues, but um, just just the, just how 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 easily they were cut up. I suppose that's one thing at least with Essendon and when they were winning in the first half of the year. They were generally not being beaten by much. Um, uh, sorry, well they were generally winning, and when they, were, when they were losing, they weren't beaten by much, and they weren't conceding many goals. They were, they were conceding some. Um, you know, their defence was at least tight, um, and uh, even if they weren't sort of, um, you know, setting the world alight, but um, you know, to be to be that badly beaten, it, it really it looked like a team that had put the queue in the rack, um, with the finals, you know, effectively already out of. Out of um out of the question and, and certainly now uh it's yeah just just a completely not, not another wasted year you know a handful of kids have shown a bit but um this this is you know i, I think it's really yes john walsall says they've got they, they're looking to um you know they're, they're a long way off of, they've got a, a gap to bridge for 2021 but you know this this was just this is not supposed to happen again and again. I mean, they're just mediocre year after year after year. I mean, it's Groundhog Day, <laughs> um, and you can just sense the you can sense the frustration with Essendon fans. It's just it's um, it must be, it's very disheartening for them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And if you go back over the last 16 years, they've made finals campaigns, as I've said, but haven't really made much of a contribution to them because they've been smashed usually in the first week. Oh nine against Adelaide, 2011 against Carlton, the list goes on. Uh, last year against West Coast, so... It's been a disappointing 16 years for them. A bit of a far cry from where they were this particular week, 20 years ago, when they were on top of the mantle. What about Daniel the Dogs? They managed to grind out a win, albeit inaccurately, against West Coast. Do you think they're more likely than Melbourne now to sneak a spot in the eight, considering the calibre of opposition they defeated tonight?
1: Yeah, and and as much as that, uh, just the calibre of opposition they have to come with, Hawthorne and Fremantle left in the last two rounds. Um, really, they should be. Well, the Dockers have been plucky, and Hawthorne you know, have provided the occasional bit of nuisance value this year. The, the Bulldogs, and uh, I mean, the Bulldogs, I must say, are, are an enigma and um, are prone to, to losing on any any even week. And but week. um But uh, oh, you know, I think you know they're, they're in the box seat now, um, especially given Melbourne have um, you know a difficult game against the Giants still to come, um, and even yeah, I mean, they've got free of at at Tremont tomorrow and yeah. I don't think that's a, com- a complete lock. So, yeah, no, a, a, a great win for the Bulldogs. Um, I mean, they probably weren't going to get a, much of a better chance given West Coast absentee's and Teaseo, um and, of course, Natanui late. Um, mm. And, you know, it was it was narrow. I mean, it was, you know, really by the skin of the teeth with that close um, goal line um, decision with the Bontankeli goal. But um, they did enough. And, I mean, I think the final... Yeah, I... I I think either Melbourne or the Bulldogs provide plenty for the finals. I think they're both on their day. I think they're both exciting teams. Um, who um, you know, I think there are a lot of players. I like you know, I'd like to see Christian Petrarca play in the finals. Um, you know, Max Gawn, um, even some of the players like Cosie Pickett. But by the same token, you you, you want to see Marcus Bontempelli in the finals, um, and, and players of ilk, You know the way that um, Caleb Daniel's been going, Tommy Retore. So I think the Bulldogs are, yeah. I mean they they, they played in Melbourne a couple of weeks ago, obviously they were too good for them on that occasion. Um, they've been up and down this year. The, Bull, the dogs they've had some you know, great victories and some terrible losses. as I said, I think the bet, the difference between their best and worst this year has been just about as big as any team yeah. as any team in the competition. But um, you know, they are that has it's a huge win. It's edged them um, into the into the box seat now. Um, and uh, I still I still think there's a there be a you know, St Kilda won today, and Collingwood, um, I suppose, um, took a bit of the, the heat off. I been in Carlton last week. Obviously, lost to Brisbane on Friday night, but I think St Kilda and Collingwood are still be a little bit nervous, given their respective runs home, um, not completely locked in either. So, I still think there's probably uh, we've got three three spots up for grabs: Collingwood, St Kilda, um, the Giants, Melbourne. And the Bulldogs, uh, I think, all still in there with, with, a, with, a, with a chance yeah. to, with three of those five, obviously, to make it.
0: Daniel Cherney from The Age joining us here on SEN. Uh, you mentioned St Kilda before. They accounted for Hawthorne in the early game today to the tune of 14 points. They managed a few players, the Saints, it must be said, in regards to their selection. It seems they have virtually secured a finals berth now, but are you convinced, based on recent form, that they can actually make a big impact within the finals?
1: Um, oh, I think first of all, I, I'm not. I, they're, they're they're just about there, but they're not totally there yet. And especially with the Bulldogs winning, I think they yeah. still. I think given they've got the Giants and West Coast to come, um, not, neither of those are easy games. And I and their percentage is strong, but it's still they're still just a little bit vulnerable. So um, I think they would probably make it, but not completely sold. Um, in terms of the way they played, though, they they they'd certainly want to be playing better than they did today. Um, you know, if they made the finals, I, I don't think they would beat many top eight teams with the footy they had today. They were... Um, I mean, they did control a lot of the second half. Um, they, were, they were very... They were beaten up in the contested ball in the first quarter and, and, and just really easy to score against. They were smashed in the clear and so that, um, smashed for, for in, in um, scores from stop, stoppages. Mm. Um, and they sort of slowed the game down. It became a weird old game in the end. Um, where <laughs> they, 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 gradu, they gradually... They sort of gradually... Um, well, they stem the tide and then they gradually um, work the game, work, work the game um, well and it's really to their own advantage. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. They didn't have Max King. They rested Tim Embry out with a finger injury, which um should be back from uh, for that game against West Coast. Uh, you know, the, the, Dan Hanabry, an outside chance still to play again this year. Um, Jay Gresham, probably even more of an outside chance. But um, they should... Look, they, they they can play better. We've seen them play better, but I think oh, on the balance of the year, they're probably, you know, I think I think they're they're a bottom end of the top eight team. I think they are a top eight team. I think they are in the best eight teams in the league, but um, but probably only just. And I can't see them making a, a huge dent um, in in September or September in October. Because yeah. um, I think I feel like they're um, I feel like that they're, they're not quite I feel like the best footing was probably played six weeks ago. You know, when they beat Port Adelaide over there. Um, you know, I know I it was not a great win, but they, you know, put Sydney to the sword. Um uh they they um you know even early in the season when they beat the Bulldogs and, and Richmond. Um so they look they're almost there, but uh I don't think they um I don't think they can contend for the premiership.
0: Daniel Cherney from The Age here with us on the Sunday night wash-up. Now, we go back to Saturday night. Firstly, it was a rudimentary win, I guess, to Port Adelaide. They probably didn't blow off out of the water as it looked in the third quarter when they got on a roll, but still they got the job done. Zach Butters talking points with the two-match suspension for that head-high bump on Jai Simpkin. Was that a fair suspension, a fair
1: sanction, do you think? It was interesting. Uh, um I think it's within the range of fair sanctions. I, I I think there's maybe an argument that it could have been medium impact, not high, um mm. which I think they might challenge down to. But then again, you know, Simkin didn't play, you know, missed the rest of the game. So I think it's not um I yeah, you know, I I think it probably is fair. Uh, it'll be interesting to see whether he um I mean I think it's certainly suspension. Um it was a b it was a bad look. It was cl- it was clumsy. Um you know, I don't think Frank Brothers is a dirty player by any stretch. But um it's just the kind of thing which we just clearly can't have in footy anymore. So, um, yeah, I think he'll, um, I think he, uh, uh, it'll be interesting to see. I, I suspect Port Adelaide will challenge as they have a little bit in recent weeks. They did with Sal, Sam Palpepper. Um And I reckon, but, but I, I reckon they might have a bit of trouble um, getting off. But it's interesting because we've seen in recent weeks where um, it'll be another interesting case because Michael Christian's had a, I suppose, a little bit of a bad run of things with his decisions being overturned at the tribunal. So, mm. um, you know, if there was another one, it would really create a, a bit of a trend.
0: Daniel Churney from The Age with us here on SEN. And if you go back to Friday night, Brisbane didn't seem to have too many accuracy issues, which have plagued them at times this season. And despite a slow start against Collingwood, they managed to get up for the first time, I think, at the Gabba against the Magpies in a decade. How crucial will the injury to Harris Andrews be in regards to Brisbane's defensive structure, do you think, given it looks as if he'll be out until preliminary final weekend, at least, if the Lions even make it that far?
1: Mm, uh, It's a pretty big loss. Um I think there aren't there aren't many. I mean, we know you know he was all Australian last year. He a vice captain, um, probably on track to be all Australian this year, although uh, missing the last couple might hurt those claims. Certainly, um, you know, he's very, very rarely beaten, um, you know, provides plenty of drive, makes things easier for the rest of the defence. Um, you know, it means each de- the next you know, each defender will have to take a probably a better player. Um, Jack Payne, who doesn't have much experience, probably a likely inclusion for him. Um so it's, it's a pretty big out, um, and you know it's, it's one thing to have that happen mid-season or early in the season, but to, to happen in the finals, um, mm. where I mean, if you look at the, you know, I mean, you you, you certainly have to look at the kind of what kinds of players that, um, you know, that they're going to come up against. I mean, we're talking um, Tom Hawkins, we're talking um, you know Josh Kennedy, Charlie Dixon, uh, Tom Lynch, um, you know he, you know Harris Andrews is a guy that can play on. Um, the superstar forwards of the game and and, and and hold them or at the very least sort of um you know neutralize things. Um whereas I think they're a fair bit more prone to getting a big bag kicked on them and then um you know that can be the difference. So yeah, it is a big loss. It is a big loss and five or six weeks may means yeah a fair old concern as to whether he'll get back at all this year. Um and you know and in what condition he'll be in. Um obviously we don't have reserves footy at the moment. Um so yeah, it's, it's, it's a big one, and I um, mean the Lions. I must say that they're over the last couple of years when they've done so well, they've had a very good run with injuries, by and large. Um, Stephen Martin's missed a lot of footy this year, but for the most part, they've um, they've been able to call on um, you know an overwhelming chunk of their. There were times last year I think they do not they had anyone on their injury list, but they've, for the most part, been able to call on um, just about all of their best twenty-two. And um, Harris Andrews is in their best, you know, probably best three players, uh, maybe best two. Um, and they w- they won't have him until very late in the year.
0: Just a couple more before I let you go. It's probably been lost in the last twenty four hours because of all the footy action. But do you know what the latest is on the Richmond situation regarding Sydney Stack and Caleb colburn Jones and who's actually going to pay the fine?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, uh, I I don't I haven't heard any more uh, today. Um, uh, no, we were looking into it. Um, I, I believe um, you know. I, I, my sense is that it's it's reached an impasse, um, and it's probably going to be a matter of um, who blinks first, or if <laughs> there's um, unless unless some sort of compromise can be struck. But um, look, uh, whatever you make of the actions, and I think everyone, um, you know, I think everyone takes a pretty dim view of what what mm-hmm. those guys did. Um, the regulations are pretty clear, and th- that players um, are only liable to pay fines of. Uh, up to, i think it's up to 5000 it's five or ten thousand dollars so um these are not um you know and clearly um richmond have try, are trying to make the, these guys pay considerably more than that at thirty seven and a half thousand dollars each yeah um, um to take it up to seventy five thousand dollars so um I, I suspect that um i suspect that um it's uh yeah it's gonna be interesting to see what, Definitely going to be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I mean, it's it's a re- it's really it's a real sad situation that um, a, a staffer can may perhaps lose their job um, because of a yeah. hundred thousand dollar you know hit from the soft cap. I mean, it, there's something just that's not right about the situation. Uh, and I'm not necessarily saying that Stack and Coleman Jones should have to pay the whole fine because that is a, you know while they they clearly done you know the wrong thing um, that is a and a really stupid thing. Let's be honest. Um, that's not a, um, you know, that, that's no that's not a small sum of money, especially for players um, early in their careers who are not on, you know, not on huge sums. So, um, yeah, it's um, it's going to be really interesting. As I said, I think that it's going to be a matter of who blinks first, I think the PA. And it also, it's worth noting that it comes at a time when the, the AFL-PA um, are, you know, bracing for what could be a pretty tense collecting, or at least maybe perhaps already, you know, embroiled in, but um, preparing for the escalation of what could be pretty tense CBA negotiations. So this is just a, you know, further complicates things. It doesn't help them in their PR push. Um, it's going to be, a yeah, it's a, sort of, there's a, sort of a, a political backdrop against which this is and um, which, which is coming. And, and you've got Brendan Gale, the, Rich, from the Richmond CEO, the former AFLPA CEO many years ago up there, um, and Paul Marsh, uh, both in the Queensland quarantine hub. So uh, there's nowhere to hide.
0: Uh, Indeed, you're right. It's going to be intriguing. And just as I let you go, Daniel, we're speaking with Daniel Churney from The Age here on SEN, given it is Father's Day. What's your favourite sporting event memory in terms of attending a match of sub-description with your father? Is there any that comes to mind?
1: Oh, that's a nice question. Um, Oh, there's plenty. Uh, Very lucky. Um, Really my dad who, um, you know, fostered my um, my love for sport. Uh, I think um, probably the one that... um, probably the one that I'd say is, uh, we, I was very lucky. I went with my dad and my a couple of younger sisters. We went to, in fact, I think it was, um, it was Father's Day weekend actually. Um, in the end, yeah. um, we went to Adelaide to watch St. Kilda play in the qualifying final in 2005 with Saints fans. Um, when, um, when the Saints upset Adelaide at, uh, at, Amy stadium, um, and yeah, we flew over and, um, yeah, Robert Harvey played a yeah. fantastically memorable game to, towards the end of his career. And, um, Unfortunately, it didn't work out all that well four that later against the Swans, but it's um, <laughs> a, a very memorable night and, and weekend. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's right up there. If, uh, I can't think of many that would beat that one.
0: Hard to believe that was probably 15 years ago this weekend. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, really appreciate your time this evening, particularly on a Sunday. All the best for all the news breaking that you have to do for the rest of the week. It's been a busy year for you. All the best, and thanks again for joining us. No dramas. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au.
1: T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Damien, you take
0: care. Thank- G'day, Mike Hussey here. Get on board Australia's best fantasy cricket game, KFC Supercoach BBL. It's fun, free and easy to play. Play today at supercoach.com.au.